Welcome to episode 78 of The Night Shift. My name is Mike Stubbs, Kyle Grimard. Away for one more podcast. He'll return on the next one. The London Knights returned home from Brantford, having beaten the Bulldogs. And the Knights now come into a weekend when they will take on the Erie Otters at Budweiser Gardens on October the 20th. And then head for Saginaw for the first meeting between the Knights and the team that will host the 2024 Memorial Cup Tournament, the Saginaw Spirit. Spirit are off to a 3-3 three and three start for previews of the Spirit and the Otters. You can find those at the end of this podcast. We are also going to be talking Boltons today on Night Shift. We're going to hear from both Sawyer Bolton and Ryder Bolton. We are also going to hear from their father, Eric Bolton. So there will be a lot of Boltons on the show. But can we take a second to congratulate London Knights head coach, Dale Hunter, who moved into second place alongside the late Burt Templeton for most coaching victories and is one victory away from taking over second place, trailing only Brian Kilray, who has 1,193 wins. The thing to look around at is Dale Hunter's regular season winning percentage doesn't matter the league doesn't matter the sport so for instance scotty bowman has the most wins in the nhl his winning percentage is very good it is 581 for a long period of time to be able to maintain a winning percentage that high that's amazing if we look at the national football league winning as coach don shula his winning percentage 677 remarkable if you break down Dale Hunter's winning percentage in the regular season, so wins plus in hockey, you wind up getting half a win and half a loss for anything going beyond regulation. So that's how this winning percentage is calculated. Dale Hunter, with one more victory to move into sole possession of second place, would have a winning percentage of 703. Try and find a coach in any sport that has coached as many games as Dale Hunter has and has a winning percentage that goes above 700. Congratulations to Dale Hunter as he is on the cusp of another career milestone. When we go back to the start of this season, we can look at the fact that the London Knights had a lot of returning players from last year's team that went to the OHL championship. And making the team, if you were not a returning player, making the team, if you were not a drafted player coming in, that was tough. But if we go back to the very beginning of this year's training camp, even though it seemed like there weren't very many spots, Knights Associate General Manager Rob Simpson said a little something that made you know, no matter what, if you can go out and show that you can do something that's going to help this team succeed, you're going to get not only a long look, you might earn yourself a spot on the roster we've had success in the past of sign of free agents or somebody popping up at camp that got a lot better so you know for us it's it's something that we we see value in to do it that way and it, it's worked out in the past those are the words of knight's associate general manager rob simpson so the door was open fast forward just a little bit from those words to the start of training camp Ryder bolton came in as a free agent and every time he was on the ice something was happening he was perhaps laying a body check he was making a defensive play he was up hard on the forecheck he was scoring a goal he did all of those things in training camp 
and then in the preseason continued to do things like that. And when the season began, Ryder Bolton was on the London Knights roster. Not long into the season, October the 12th, the London Knights signed Ryder's brother, Sawyer Bolton, also a free agent. The ability to make the team as a free agent, hard on this year's roster. These two have done it, and every game that goes by, they become more and more of a pair of fan favorites on the London Knights. They do it because they play a physical brand of hockey. They do it because they can also play the game. And they come from a really interesting six degrees of separation because their father, Eric, played for Mark Hunter in 1995 and then in 1995-96. We've got to go back to the year that was 94-95. So Mark Hunter is the head coach of the Sarnia Sting. And the Sting acquire Eric Bolton from the Oshawa Generals late in the season. Eric played the rest of that year and then the entire next season with Sarnia and helped them to knock off a very good Sault Ste. Marie team before falling in six games to the eventual OHL champion Peterborough Peets in round number two. And Eric then went on to have a 654-game National Hockey League career. We're going to hear from Eric in just a little while, but we were able to sit down with Sawyer and Ryder in Sarnia and the significance of this conversation, these two, despite being only a couple of years apart, had never played on the same hockey team before. They were just far enough apart that they were always in attendance at each other's games or maybe playing at the same time in minor hockey, never in the same dressing room at the same time. And now they meet up in that same dressing room, the London Knights dressing room in the OHL. Here's our conversation with Sawyer and Ryder in Sarnia. This is the first time you've been able to play with your kid brother. What was that like last night? It was uh, special. Long time coming. Always dreamed about playing high-level juniors together. And it just so happens we can do it this year. It's going to be fun. You guys had to know hockey was there for you. When did your dad, Ryder, start getting you into hockey? What do you remember? Oh, since I was two years old, he just dropped me on the ice, and I had to fend for myself. And then since then, we've just been training hard and working hard, and look where we're at now. Sorry, were you out there already when he was a two-year-old starting to run around? Uh, yeah, I believe I started skating. not Maybe not handling pucks, but skating around two or three. Uh, skating coaches back in Atlanta, Georgia. That's how we kind of started, and then found our first couple youth teams and went from there. When do you think, Sawyer, you knew that your dad had played in the NHL? Because that's something you don't necessarily realize how big a thing that is. How old do you think you were? I'd say just when I'm starting to grow up, hit puberty around the Bantam years, I really started to realize how special it was that he made it so far. Listen to him and take everything he has to say. Ryder, how about you? When do you remember? Uh, for like Pee Wee Major year when I was around like 10 or 11, I realized how big of a deal it was to look up to him and want to play like him when I grow up. Both of you guys are a presence on the ice. When you're on the ice, things are happening. Can you describe what it was like, Ryder, to watch Sawyer when you were younger and maybe have him watch you? It was really entertaining. So I look up to him physicality-wise, and it's fun. So, Sawyer, what is it about playing a physical brand of hockey that you think is just in the two of you? 
just kind of how we were raised to be hard nosed and we just let it all out on the ice, compete as hard as we can. That's how we end up playing. <laughs> Is that something you would talk for? Yeah, you know what? But it allows that. It allows you to do that. It allows you to be physical. And what do you think that does when you've got teammates who, you know, maybe don't have that same presence, that same physicality? What's that doing for them? It's it's giving them room. It's giving them air to breathe. You know, my job's kind of make sure nobody has to look over their shoulder when they're on the ice, keep everyone in line, and have a physical presence out there. Now, sometimes brothers will, you know, play fight a little bit. How much did you guys go at each other growing up, Sawyer? Uh, pretty much any time you piss me off, so a good 50, 60 times a day. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Always As... brawling, wrestling, you know, sometimes throwing the gloves on and then competing in other areas, too. Has Ryder always had this much energy? Yes, since he was born. He's never stopped. <laughs> and how about Sawyer? How would you describe him off the ice? Uh, big presence. Yeah, magnificent. You know, he's a hard worker. You know, he, he knows what he wants in hockey, and he's he knows what his game style is, and he, he dedicates himself to it. Could you guys have pictured as a final question? You know, here we are, it's October. If we rewound even just to, I don't know, August, late August, that you'd be standing here in the Ontario Hockey League on the same team? No, no. My original my original thoughts was going to go rip up the NAHL another year, but after seeing his success, seeing the team's success, and I just, you know, really committed to it. thought it was a great opportunity. Ryder, what's it like having your older brother now? In that same dressing room. Oh, it was obviously, it was sweet coming into London by myself as it was. And then getting him here too is just, it makes the team tougher. It makes the team better. It makes the team scarier. And it's just, it's really fun to play with your brother. Well, great to see the two of you here. Another brother combo for the London Knights in the history books. Ryder Bolton and Sawyer Bolton of the London Knights. Okay, let's now talk with their dad. Because to see... Your sons have the success that they have had in their hockey careers. Uh, make it into the OHL. That's uh, got to be a proud moment. Here is Eric Bolton. Yeah, it's, uh, the hockey world's very small, as everyone knows. Uh, very exciting, very special um, to have this opportunity to play for you know the London Knights organization. Um, my old coach, who really helped me along in my career, had a big impact and hopefully you can do the same for the boys when you stepped onto that sarnia sting team being coached by mark hunter you mentioned that mark had a big impact on what ended up being a 654 game nhl career what was it that that mark did that had you saying you know what that that put you on the right path put you going in the right direction well i think with their background their professional background uh, the family has in hockey. He he, he had just retired uh, a few years earlier, so he still had that um, kind of like the player's mentality, but he just demanded uh, the work ethic. I thought I worked hard uh, growing up, and then when I got to to Sarnia and got to play for Mark, he really he really pushed the players to really work hard. Like there was a there was another level, and he continued. To, he continued to uh, <clears throat> to give me a chance. Like he played me a lot. Like that was a second line player my last year, junior. So he gave me that opportunity to to develop. 
And from there, I mean, you hopped into the American Hockey League and the ECHL, and at a time when you hear guys talking about this, that that was a tough place to be. What was that transition like for you? Well, it was uh, I turned pro when I was 20 years old. It bounced around um, the AHL, the ECHL, like you said. It was just uh, you know an eye opener with the grind, living on your own. Um, you know, back then there was there was a lot of fighting. There was, it was it was tough every night, so you had to prepare yourself. And you know, you get knocked down, you get back up, and just keep grinding away. And uh, I was called up a bunch of times, sent down. And I just stayed with it and. Finally, uh, latched on to uh, the AHL team in Kentucky that uh, finished the year there. And then the next year, I ended up in Rochester. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough sledding, but wouldn't change a thing. We're talking with Eric Bolton, and we'll talk a little bit more about what it's been like watching Ryder and Sawyer play for the London Knights. When you got to Rochester, it wasn't too long before you were in the Buffalo Sabres dressing room. You were putting on that Sabres uniform, and you became a Buffalo Sabre, and you stayed a Buffalo Sabre. There wasn't going up and down. What was the moment like when you got that call and you knew, you know what, I got my NHL shot right now? I mean, pretty special. I uh, was pretty nervous, but uh, I made the team out of camp. I was staying in the hotel for like three months. Um, they didn't tell me to get a place, so I was always, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too comfortable. But uh, they actually forgot I was in the hotel, and then the, one day they found out that they were still paying the bill. So they, they, uh, Lindy Ruff called me over, and told me to go get an apartment. So <laughs> I didn't really know I was going to stay there until about well, three months into the season. That's amazing, because those are the words an NHL player waits to hear, right? Those are the magic words: "Go get a place." Yeah, I was talking to the assistant GM in the press box and he was asking how things are going. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a little tough in the hotel with the dog and the wife. He's like, you're still in the hotel? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, <laughs> next day I have play. So, works out. That's outstanding. And you got a chance to play for the Atlanta Thrashers. And, boy, I think we could probably take 10 minutes and just sit here and tell only Atlanta Thrashers stories. But going and playing as much as you did in Atlanta. I mean, Ryder ended up being born in Atlanta. But, Eric, take us back to some of those Atlanta Thrashers days and what you remember. Well, we, uh, there's a lot of fun playing down there, actually. There's more fans down there than you think. Um, I think we just needed to win a little bit more for the, the organization to be successful. But uh, that's where I played uh, the most of my career. I played uh, a lot of minutes under the coaches there. So those are, those are good memories because I actually played a lot there. And you get a chance to play for a team that was, that was trying to find a footing in that city. And you had all kinds of different guys coming through being an expansion team. So you ended up being what, almost a, a rock with that team because you were there as, as long as you were. Were you the guy that when a new guy came in, you were showing him the ropes of the city and the rink and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I was in a leadership role down there. Uh, we had we had lots of veterans um, on, the, on the team that year, those years I was there. Um, so I, we had lots of help. But, you know, I, everyone loved to play down there. It was a, Great weather, great city. Most of the guys lived out in the suburbs, so um, it was an easy transition for a lot of guys that were coming and going from there. Eric Bolton joining us. Eric, now you get a chance to 
be a dad and watch your sons play. You've been watching them play for years and years and years. And the London Knights are the first time they've ever been able to play on the same team. Is that right? That is correct. I've been coaching them their whole lives growing up. Um, so now it's kind of a relief <laughs> being able to sit back and enjoy as a as a parent. You know, not have to be down their throats all the time on the bench. So it, it's actually pretty special and pretty exciting that I can just sit back and, and enjoy. We have to ask just this question before we go, and that is the, the toughest guy you ever fought in the National Hockey League. Could you boil it down to one? Because certainly, you know, there are videos out there, you and Bob Probert, you and Ty Domi. Give us a, a, maybe a story about some of the stuff that, that you have done in the National Hockey League. Well, I would say that the toughest guy, the biggest name would be definitely Bob Probert. Um, he was obviously a legend. Um, great hockey player as well, but I caught him at the end of his career um, in Buffalo in an exhibition game, and he he came out, and uh, I was terrified, and he asked me to fight, so I couldn't turn him down, and uh, ended up doing pretty well in the fight, and that uh, that really uh, really helped me make the Sabers that year. Wow. Well, you can call up the video and see it because it is out there. 654 games. Eric, congratulations on the career. Congratulations on the success that Sawyer and Ryder are having and enjoy the rest of this ride. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Eric Bolden, who went from the Ontario Hockey League into the American Hockey League, even got to play in the old IHL for a couple of games, and then made it into the National Hockey League with the Buffalo Sabres. He would then go on and play for the Atlanta Thrashers and would spend from 2005 all the way through to 2011 in Atlanta before joining the New Jersey Devils and then finishing up with the New York Islanders. 654 National Hockey League games. Let's look ahead to this weekend. The London Knights take on the Erie Otters on October the 20th. They will be facing a team they saw twice in the preseason. Knights won one of them. Erie won the other. Both teams were missing some players away at NHL camps. Erie got off to a tough start, and this should be a year when Erie does take some steps. This is a club that won back-to-back to back-to-back 50 games in a season. So think about the OHL schedule. There are only 68 games on it. To win 50 games, that means you just don't lose. And they ended up seeing that one go all the way through that run to an OHL championship. They made it to the Memorial Cup final in 2017 against Windsor, and they were edged 4-3 in that game. It was 3-3 in the third period, and Windsor ended up scoring and winning on their home ice as the host team. Since then, Erie's been building back, and this should be the year when they do take some significant steps. They brought in Stan Butler. He's their head coach. They got off to a difficult start, but then they made a move. They picked up Ben Godreau from the Sarnia Sting. And Erie had started the year 0-3-1. And then they picked up Ben Godreau. And since they have gone 2-1, and and they might be, well, they're almost through with, one has been a bit of a nemesis for them this year. Because three of their losses in those seven games have been to the Mississauga Steelheads. So against everybody else, things aren't too bad. And Ben Godreau has certainly come in and has won two games and is giving them some real solid goaltending. 
They've got three goals and seven points from Kerry Terrance, who is a draft pick of the Anaheim Ducks. He is one to watch for. And so the Knights and the Otters meet for the first of six at Budweiser Gardens on October the 20th. And then the Knights will have an off day on the Saturday to practice. And then they will play in Saginaw, home of the 2024 Memorial Cup, on Sunday, October the 22nd. The word on Saginaw, if you want one word, don't take a penalty. Just don't. This team's not scoring a lot five on five. They've scored 22 goals this year. Nine of them have come on the power play. Nine of 22. That's almost half. Their power play is clicking at 42.9%. Very good on special teams. Their penalty kill is at 92.9%. But they are looking to find a way to score five on five. That's been tough for them. And this is a club that will continue to likely add pieces throughout the year to make sure that they stack up against the best of the best from the OHL, best of the best from the WHL, and from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So the Saginaw Spirit on the power play have been absolutely deadly this year. So do not take penalties against the Saginaw Spirit. Other players to watch for on the Spirit side, this is a club that that is very fluid in the offensive zone. So you'll see the defenseman pinch. You'll see them rotate around a lot. Hunter Haight, who played for Elgin Middlesex, is off to a very good start. Ten points in six games heading into the weekend. And Zane Perrick, not necessarily picking up where he left off last year, where he set a record for goals by a 16-year-old defenseman. Zane Perrick last year had a total of 21 goals on the season as a 16-year-old. Well, he's got a goal and nine assists. This year for 10 points. So Zane Parekh, a guy to watch for. And then you've got Valentin Jugan, who was picked up from the Guelph Storm. And Matias Sapovalov, who is back. He's a draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights and can be very dangerous. So they've already got an awful lot of firepower. They've got a balanced roster. This is a club that is going to be among the elites. Don't worry about their 3-3 and record to begin the season. This is a tough team. So the Knights go into Saginaw. Best smelling arena in, I'd say, all of sports. Go there. Find out. Breathe in the roasted almonds, the honey roasted almonds. They mix in uh, an aroma you won't find anywhere else. Best smelling rink in the league. The Knights are there on October 22nd. And we'll have coverage of all of those games on 980CFPL, on the Radio Player Canada app, and at 980CFPL.ca. By the way, if you know somebody who is between the ages of 8 and 12, and they would like to be a junior sportscaster, we've got a contest going on right now at 980cfpl.ca, and you can simply enter it by entering your name and a little bit of information. Next thing you know, you could be coming to a night's practice. You could be helping out with the interviews. You could be up in the broadcast booth, and if you want to do some of the game, I will step aside. It is all yours. So anybody between the ages of 8 and 12, tell them that they can... Apply, enter to be a junior sportscaster on 980 CFPL. Kyle Grimard will return on the next edition of the Night Shift. Thank you so much for all of the kind comments. If you would like to leave a comment wherever you find your show, please do so. If you would like to reach Kyle, you can find him on socials at Kyle Grimard, G-R-I-M-A-R-D. And you can find me at Stubbs980. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the hockey. We'll talk on our next episode.